This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Final segment to go, guys. As always, follow the show at Nick Wilson says at Spencito underscore. But we take a quick look at our Michigan panic meters. There is no change in my panic. As I've said, the most likely things that will impact my panic meter are Dante Moore and whether he lands at Ohio State, Michigan, or otherwise, and what the what the Buckeyes do at uh, Portal. So I stay at quarterback. Uh, so I stay uh, in the light scarlet. Yeah, I think I'm I'm sticking in the light scarlet as well. So I'm just going to keep this up here for a second because um, I'm with you. I think the the biggest things that will impact it, the portal, if they address the quarterback position, if Dante Moore ends up in Michigan, that made me a little bit nervous. I also think too, off the conversation we just had to kind of end last segment around Jeremiah Smith, if he ends up at Florida State. I don't know that I would change it, but if he, if he for sure, but like if we're talking about him committing to Ohio state next Wednesday and signing on the dotted line, finally, then that'll make me maybe go into the white to know, okay, all this talk about the recruiting class, losing some steam and guys maybe flipping it'll, once we see what that's that final sort of group coming in looks like, it'll, it'll make me feel a little bit better about things where I'm, I'm, I might actually revert back to the white. So we'll see. So with that going on, the big news earlier this week, Malik Murphy, Texas's backup, who got to play when Quinn Ewers was banged up, steadied the ship, obviously, uh, helped them to this playoff berth. He is in the portal, and it's not just should we get him, which is something we can definitely talk about yeah. as we continue on here. I, I think Bill's right. I think let's give it till next week and see where the, the names start to fall and who's interested in him. But then it's more about, this agonizing decision this kid had to make of do I do what's best for me, which is going to the portal before it closes in early January, uh, or do I stick with his team through the college football playoff? And obviously he ended up choosing what was best for him, but he kind of went on record saying how brutal of a decision this was and how maybe unfair the timing of the transfer portal is. Yeah, and I thought that Steve Sarkeesian's quotes on it were pretty 
um, poignant. Like he, he talked a lot just about how he feels bad for Malik and how he really had to make it like an agonizing decision about his future and how he thinks it's unfair because he, he, he flat out said like Malik should be with us. Like he should be with us on this ride and be part of this. But I, I understand where he has to make the right decision for himself and his future. And obviously from his perspective, he's reading the tea leaves of, well, Quinn Ewers is, I think this probably tells the story that Quinn Ewers is coming back to Texas um because if if he maybe had a chance to get that job maybe he doesn't leave but the fact that he's now in the portal tells me Quinn Ewers probably is coming back and then he knows after that that it's that's going to pave the way for Arch Manning to take over so like I I can't blame him it doesn't sound like Steve Sarkeesian's really blaming him he 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 certainly sympathized with the young man and I think that's all you really can do from from a head coaching standpoint I, I I really thought what Steve Sarkeesian said was was pretty telling where you could tell even he was sort of in, in in conflict with the whole process because he understands, yeah, I I respect that he wants to go do what he needs to do and and he should, but I also feel bad because I want him to be with us for this ride that he actually contributed to this year. Like it's not like this was just a guy who was sitting there, you know, watching it all unfold. No, he had to actually come in and play games and got them to a point where they stayed undefeated and make the the playoffs. So not undefeated, but they had they had the one loss, but stayed unbeaten. When he was in the when he was playing, they stayed unbeaten. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's I think it just raises the question, Nick. Like, how do you moderate this moving forward? Because you kind of have this early portal window, and then there's a second portal window after bowl season kind of wraps up and after the championship game. But is this something that's going to need governance at some point? Because right now you talk about the wild wild west, and I generally have felt like that's eh, not the end of the world. Like, let these kids make money off their name image and likeness let them do what they think is best for them but there's also a lot of times where kids get exploited and that's not really fair either and i do think it's kind of wrong in this scenario specifically that kids are able to leave or they feel like they need to leave before they can finish what they started and it's going to be worse next year if there's a t- like maybe there's a kid that doesn't know that he's going to get to play say it's, it's the same situation next year with a 12 team playoff and texas is ranked like I don't know, seventh or eighth, like he still wouldn't get a chance to see this thing through. So I don't know, like, how do you govern it? How do you govern this? What needs to change you think in terms of the way the portal is handled and overseen? I think the tough thing is you also have to remember these are colleges. So these young men, most, you know, if you're transferring uh, a lot of the time, the preference from the football perspective is that you get in in time for spring practice, which means you'd have to be ready by January. So, I think that's I think that's tough. I think that in some ways is immovable. So if you open up the portal earlier, um, you're impacting obviously the regular season. If you limit the time, meaning, you know, okay, well now we're going to go ahead and push it till after the college football playoff, or it'll stay open for everybody until January fifteenth. Now you're impacting college admissions. Like I don't think there's a simple fix and. I, I, I think like every time there's a uh, a situation that is not advantageous to everyone or disadvantageous to you know, specifically a young person like Malik, we jump and say, "Well, we got to fix this." And it's like, "Well, find me the fix," because I haven't heard a good fix. And I, I listen. I if we can avoid this, and there are certain things like NCAA uh, with the with the with the two time transfer stuff. Like that's uh, that could have been avoided. That didn't need to be a lawsuit. 
right? That we didn't need Tez Walker. We didn't, uh, we didn't need all these other kids. Um, I can't remember the kid who was actually on the Browns practice squad this year. Oh, uh, was it Brock Huffman at Virginia tech? We don't need that. That was a, that was a common sense fix that made sense with the, with the, excuse me, with the portal window, I don't know what the common sense fix is. And that, that bugs me. Cause I'd, I'd like one of those be nice. I just don't see it. How about you? Do you think the 12 team format will change at all when like spring ball starts? Because I, and I was trying to make sure I knew this coming into the show from what I can gather the, the first round of the playoffs would be starting technically well, we're at the 15th. Uh, it would technically be starting like around the 20th. So we're like a week out from when it would theoretically be starting. Like, does that change? And, and then the championship game isn't actually going to be played until toward, like a month after that, like end of January, January 20th, somewhere around there. So does that maybe change how spring ball is viewed, knowing some of these teams are now preparing like, hey, we're going to maybe make a semifinal and be playing until January 10th. So maybe there's a window there with the, with the portal. Like, I don't know how all this is going to look differently based off of just the, the format of the college football playoff. But like, I think you're right. It's a hard thing to govern and you got to sort of take what's given to you in terms of the windows you have to allow guys to change schools if they want to. But it is, it is frustrating because, and I, and I also wonder like how that impacts guys' decisions. Like if you're playing sooner, does that help you maybe now? Like, like if they said you couldn't transfer during this window of time, does that maybe now allow you to play in some of these playoff games? Like, I, I don't know what the answer is either, and it might not be clear cut. I also wonder what things look like. You know, Charlie Baker, president of the NCAA, was talking about now basically making another subdivision of college football where it would be like your Mac schools and it'd be like FBSB and FBS. We'll call it, we'll call it Division One. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> Nobody's like, thought of this before. Make it more exclusionary. Like I like I wonder if them transitioning to a format that like all the big money making schools um, are sort of in their own division of their own, like if that maybe changes things too. But it, it's a complicated thing to navigate. I get it. I just wonder like what all this change that's coming maybe means for how it how it maybe operates differently in the future. All right, guys, we do have early signing period ending next week. Obviously, we're, we'll be inside um, two weeks until college football, the big game, Ohio State versus Missouri. Some more to come. As always, we are a new podcast. Please make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts, multiple places if you can. Apple, Spotify, the free Odyssey app, where literally wherever you get your podcasts, and, of course, the 92.3 The Fan YouTube channel, Spencer. Go Bucks. Good to see you, buddy. Go Bucks. We'll do it again soon.